be interrupted maybe you need to tell somebody to leave you alone or turn your phone off turn it on silent now when you still yourself and you close your eyes where are you within your physical body are you in your feet if you were to locate yourself, your your consciousness, where are you? Are you in your are you in your mind? Do you feel like you are existing in your head? Or are you down in your stomach? Where are you and why do you think you're there? If you had to choose a place in your physical body to say, that's where I am, that's where I feel like I am. Where would it be? I ask that question because you are far more than your physical body. Your soul interacts through your physical body with this physical realm. You need your body to be able to interact with the physical world. But you are also not your soul. Your mind and your will and your emotions will feel like they are in your head because that's where most of your soul gathers because it interacts with the physical world through your eyes, through your mouth, through your, your ears, your, your nose. Your will and emotions and a lot of that operates around your head because that is where you think and that is where you interact with the physical world with the majority of your five senses. So your soul has access points with the physical realm through your five senses. If you made up your mind, it's because you heard something through your ears. It's because you tasted something through your mouth. It's because you read something with your eyes. Without your five senses, your soul would not have interaction with this world. 
but you are your spirit man. And if you were to meditate and if you were to spend some time now in this quiet place with your eyes closed, you would eventually locate yourself around your belly button. Jesus said to the Father, I commit my spirit to you. And he gave up his ghost. He gave up his breath. There have been scientific studies of people who have died and the moment that they die they lose weight there is there is a spirit there is a soul and there is a body and when that person died their body is like a lump of meat it is dead it's cold there's no life in there what happened what changed they still have the same blood they still have the same amount of carbon dna where's the person where's the Where's their mind gone? Where's their emotions gone? We know intuitively that it, it can't just not exist. It has to go somewhere. And that is the pattern for creation itself. Energy is never lost. It's only transferred. Rub your hands together and it, and it creates heat. There's been a transfer. The energy never was never created. It was never dissolved. It was only changed. And in a moment, Paul says, we would be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So you know that the moment that you leave your body, some of you, not your body, some of you to be absent from the body, that part of you that is absent from the body is present with the Lord. That is your soul and that is your spirit. Jesus said, what benefit is it to you if you gain the whole world but forfeit your very soul? So what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today, and I hope that you are a Christian, I hope that you are a believer what is saying to you is the way that you came into this world as a baby, naked, you have no money, you have no clothes, you have no followers, no fame, no fortune. You are naked, you are a, a, a bag of meat with a soul, with a body, with, with a mind, with a will, with an emotions. That is the way that you will meet him on that day. When you go to heaven to be with God, when you are absent from your body to be present with the Lord, there is nothing that you can bring with you. Your church doesn't matter. Your website doesn't matter. Your ministry doesn't matter. Your wife and kids, you can't bring them. They can't help you. And he said, the only thing that you can present me with is those things that you yielded to that allowed him to speak through you. In other words, the only reward you have in heaven, the only, the only thing you can show him on that day of judgment, of, on that day of recompense, of, on that day of reward, on that day of meeting him, is how much Jesus passed through you. 
How much Jesus did you allow to come out of you? What are those things that were placed inside of you by God that weren't you, but they were Him that you then let out? In other words, when you saw what the Father was doing and you did that very thing, when you heard what the Father was saying and you spoke that very thing, when you laid hands on the sick and they recovered because He was laying hands on the sick and His Spirit inside of you moved you with compassion and you obeyed. In that moment, you gave over your mind, you gave over your will, you gave over your emotions and you gave over your body to comply with what the Word of God inside of you wanted to do. I'm telling you a truth, a secret. That is the only thing that you will be rewarded for. Did you build with gold or did you build with rubble? Did you build with stone? If you're building a church for God, if you're building a house for God, if you're building a marriage for God and He isn't doing it, the Bible's clear we are building in vain unless the Lord builds the house. That's why it's so important as a born-again spirit-filled Christian to give yourself over to God every day. We lay down our lives as an offering, as a living sacrifice. We pray every day without ceasing. We sing, sing hymns and songs and spiritual songs in our heart to God. We praise God. We lift up our holy hands. We love one another. We lay down our lives for our friends. We did not love our lives unto death. And maybe he's not asking you to go and become a Marine and, and go to Afghanistan and fight for the, for the Christians in persecution. Maybe he's not asking you to be beheaded. Maybe he's asking you to forgive someone today, to love someone, to pick up the phone and call someone. Jesus said to forgive seven times 70. Do that one thing that Jesus is doing through you today. You have your own agenda, you have your own timeline, you have your own to-do list. Yes, we have to manage our lives, but remember we have three parts, spirit first, soul second, body last. Yes, you need to brush your teeth, comb your hair, walk the dog, and you should do those things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. In other words, it is about order. It is about order. The right order of a family is the husband first, then the wife, then the kids, then the dog. If your dog's in charge, there's a problem. The right order of things is first apostles, then prophets, pastors and teachers and evangelists and and, and there is an order to everything. I think I might have gotten some of those wrong. But what are you doing today? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength. You cannot love both God and money. Enter through the narrow gate. Lose your life to find it. Give to receive. Freely you've received. Freely give. What has he given you? Now, every man, woman and child, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander, Christian, Muslim, Arab, Baha'i, Hari Krishna, all of these people 
who've ever lived and whoever will live have been given the blood of Jesus Christ. What are you going to do with the blood of Jesus Christ? Because it has been given for you, for God loved the world that he gave. He loved the world. So the first thing we are going to have to give him an account for on that day, it isn't how well we looked after our body, although that's part of it. It isn't how well we looked after our soul, although that's part of it, because he's the lover of our soul. It isn't how good we, we looked after our spirit or how much we built the church, because he's the one who builds the church hands off. He builds the church. It is what did you do with my son? I gave you my son, Muslim woman. I gave you my son, agnostic man. I gave you my son, ignorant atheist. I gave you my son, Christian. I gave you my son, Buddhist, communist, capitalist. What did you do with that one great resource? You and I will be number one, number one accountable for what we did. Did we eat his son? Did we consume his son? Did we say yes to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? And did we command people everywhere to obey him and to obey all that he commanded us? It's not just to receive Christ once and do communion it is about living as Christ lived on the earth because if you become one with him then you will walk as Jesus walked you will live as Jesus lived that is the evidence that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ because you are just like him you are like him don't go to church to get a front row seat don't go to church to become a minister or to be promoted go to church to become like Jesus Christ because we are transformed into his image day by day from glory to glory from strength to strength we are the head and not the tail we lend and don't borrow we are above and not beneath all things are ours things present and not and things to come and nothing shall by any means harm us we have been given the blood of Jesus Christ like all men in all times we have received this number one greatest resource what are we going to do with it? We are accountable. And that is the highest treason, the highest sin, independence from God. That is the opposite of kingdom. A kingdom is about surrender. A kingdom is about coming under authority. That's why we call it understanding. Because when you understand the kingdom, you stand under the king. When Jesus explains the parable to the disciples and they say, now we understand. In other words, now we are standing under you. We, when we didn't understand, we were standing outside. Now that we understand, we are coming under you. We are under authority. Therefore, we live as you live. When we speak, it's as if you spoke. When we lay hands, people get healed because we are under your covering. We are sent. And you and I and every man, woman and child who ever lived and ever will live will be called by God to give an account for what did we do with the one greatest resource called Jesus Christ. Because he is the only son of God. He did die 
for your sins. He did die for my sins. He did get stripped and strapped and punished and beaten and his flesh pulled out and his beard pulled out and humiliated and ashamed and mocked and ridiculed and slapped and spat on and crucified and he paid the price for our sins. His blood dripped down his elbow. It hit the ground. And more than that, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. He raised himself up because he said, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it up again because I'm God and you're not. And he took it up. He took it up again by the power of the Holy Spirit and he lives. He lives through me because these words that I speak are not my words, but they are his words that he is speaking through me. So maybe on that day, I'll get a little bit of a credit or a point for obeying him in this one thing. And God knows and I know that I don't, you know, obey him in everything. I I long to pray, but I don't, don't even know what to pray. The Holy Spirit prays in my weakness. Help, help me, help me. God, I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to go, but I know I know that you love me because I have seen you. Because when I saw Jesus Christ, I saw the Father. He is the light of the world. He is a great light. And without him, I wouldn't even know I was in darkness. Like going inside a computer game, like a programmer going inside a computer game and talking to the code, talking to the characters and explaining that there's a whole nother world out there and that you're just in a computer program. That's what it's like for God to come down and to live and to be a man and to point to the Father. And the most amazing good news of this good news gospel of the kingdom of God is that you and I are the sons of God. We own everything. We, are the, we own the computer program. We own the hardware and the software. We are the sons of God. We're not players in a game. We didn't know that we were the family of God. We didn't know that we were of the Father, that we're actually sons and daughters of the programmer himself. And he wants us to program. He wants us to program code into this world. He wants us to, and we can only get the code from the Father of light. When we see Jesus Christ, we see light. Without him, he is the light of the world. Without him, there is no light. There is only darkness. Darkness in the Bible is ignorance. It is the word ignorance. It is what you don't know until you meet Christ. And those who have yet to meet Christ, they don't know. They can't see him. And when you and I meet them, we are the only light, spiritual light that they will ever see. Unless they see another Christian. That's why it's so important for us to be the ones who are yielded, who have surrendered and who have given ourselves over so that we can share with them the truth, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe it's giving someone a cup of water. Maybe it's praying for them. Maybe it's sharing the gospel of the kingdom of God, which I'm sharing with you now. But we have to lend a hand to help our brothers and sisters because God loves everyone. Everyone is valuable. Everyone is worth everything to God. There is no eyes that you have looked into that are not precious to the Father. He knows them. He knew them before they were born. He knows every hair on their head. It doesn't matter how ugly and terrible they look to us. They are precious to God and He wants the light in you to jump out and grab them for Him. 
in Jesus' name. Would you love him today? Would you say yes today? Would you acknowledge the Son? The Father and the Son are one. When you see the Father, you see the Son. When you see the Son, you see the Father. When you see me as a Christian, you should see Jesus. You should see the Father. And we say yes. We say yes to Jesus Christ. We acknowledge his blood. We acknowledge that he came, that he died, and that he rose again. That's it. That's enough. You have eternal life. If you believe that in your heart, and if you confess that with your mouth, you are saved. We can talk about that more later, and I'm going to offer a free, you know, kingdom seminar ebook. Check it out online somewhere, Amazon. I've written a few books. There's a few things out there, but I'm going to put out a, a discipleship sort of um, seminar manual, and and you can find that soon. But what are you going to do with the blood of Jesus Christ? What are you going to do with His Son, so that when you stand before God? You can offer him up. Paul says we are a new creation, that we have the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God. We exchanged our life for his life. So when you stand before God, you present Jesus. He sees Jesus. He says, yes, yes, well done, my good and faithful service. You acknowledged my son. You ate his body. You drank his blood. You are saved. Come into your father's glory and bosom. But what did you do, Christian? What did you do today? Did you hear his voice while he can be heard? Today is the day of salvation. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. We go into his throne of grace with confidence today because he has good works that he has prepared for you in advance beforehand that you would walk in them and it is his mighty power that works through you to do them it's rigged if you would only yield he has prepared good works for you to do and he does them it's that easy so would you allow him christian would you allow him if you've accepted that one greatest gift of jesus christ if you've said yes to that most important asset and resource and now you give yourself over to being moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. You give yourself over. You say yes. Say it out loud. Even now, say yes. Say it. Say it. Yes. The Father will give you some good works to do. Will you do them today? Will you love people today? And if you don't know what to do and you don't think you can hear His voice, of course you can. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You can preach the good news of the gospel. You can love people. You can obey Jesus Christ. You know his word is written down in the Bible. Would you study it today? Would you become one of his church? Would you become a member of the Melbourne Underground Church, of whatever church is going on in your city, in your area? Would you believe would you obey? Because the time is short. We are only here for a brief moment. We are like a flower in the field that's here today and tomorrow it's gone. So would you do the greatest thing? Would you would you obey? Would you please God today by, by honouring his son? 
by receiving his son, by eating his body, drinking his blood, and obeying his commandments. Which is to love, 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 love one another and allow him to move through you. So on that great day, when you stand before him, not only can you present Jesus Christ, not only can you present yourself holy and pure and blameless because you have taken the body and blood of Jesus, but you can say to God, hey, you know, I got out of the way. And he will see that he used you like a vessel, a broken vessel, useful for the master doing good works that he prepared beforehand for you to do. Let me pray for you, Father God, right now. I break every chain of the demonic. I invoke the blood covenant of Jesus Christ over this listening person. I break every demonic chain. I break every demonic attachment. I break every demonic connection. And I release them from that in Jesus' name. And I declare that you have heard the word of God today and therefore you are clean. And Father, empower them to do the good works, the one or two or three things you have for them to do today. Move them into the slipstream of God, where they are taken up and taken over because they are willingly yielding to your spirit, man. They learn what it is to walk in the spirit, to live in the spirit and to be carried away by the love of God and the glory of God. Meet every one of their needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, you're good. We praise your name. We praise the name of Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. We kiss the Son. We kiss the Son in Jesus' name. Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Mm